Someday we will all come together, but it's not this day. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is the podcast that seeks to speak things of faith, things that are important, things that uh, would edify and encourage those who believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and to encourage those who do not yet know him to come to know him and know that he is the way, the truth, the life, and uh, there is nothing more important in this life than putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, there may be many things that you think are more important than that, but in reality, it's the one thing that's really going to make a difference in your life. Welcome, my name's Ehud, son of Dennis, and I, we come to you live on the show from the middle west of the United, no, the divided states of America, and to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Apparently not many in New York who don't take the vax and follow government edicts. So uh, you are now subjects in New York, uh, especially New York City. You are no longer free independent citizens uh, of a free country where the government, uh, government personnel, government uh, works for you. Uh, that is no longer the case. You are subjects of that government. You are subjects of the tyranny that, that these folks have been able to usher in. Um, basically, you know, it really is amazing and surreal. This is Germany 1938 all over again. You know, the Germans were very good at, uh, you know, casting the Jew Jewish people as a dragon society and... Uh, you know, they were going to be harmful to society. And that's what you see going on right now. The unvaccinated are are evil. The unvaccinated are those who are going to harm you. The unvaccinated or patriots or conservatives um, are a health risk to society. And really the opposite is true. You know, the folks at BLM are much more of a risk to our society than, than folks that are patriots. And so, you know, the Democrats are great at, uh, in one side of the equation, I should say politically, is great at trying to leverage these differences, promote these differences, make sure these differences continue to exist so they can say they're the ones that are going to fix it. They're the ones that are going to protect you from these evil patriots. They're the ones that are going to protect you from these evil unvaccinated people. And uh, nobody, nobody seems to mention the folks that have already gotten the disease, you know, like myself, where I've had it. I'm not a threat to anybody and, you know, nor should I have to wear a mask or anything like that. I'm not going to pass that thing on. I've got natural immunity and, uh, bam, done over, you know, good night, Irene. And, uh, you know, nobody acknowledges the, um, the obvious things going on in the world, the places where they've used ivermectin successfully. And, and, uh, as Dr. Zelenko talks about, it's really zinc that gets into the cell and, and eliminates the opportunity for the virus to propagate itself. And it's pretty straightforward. Um, there's really not a whole lot to it, but man, some government officials have really leveraged this thing to the nth degree. So now you have perpetual Democrat control in New York and California, uh, that is really uninhibited um, by anything that anybody's going to be able to do there. So, you know, if, if you enjoy that type of stuff, um, you know, I have at it. But, um, you know, we're sitting here in the northern, northwest portion of Illinois 
ourselves. And Illinois is a, a blue state, very blue because of the Chicagoland area. And, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine last night about the opportunity to maybe split that state in half because most of the state's red. I mean, if you really look at the voting patterns of the, the entire state, there's a couple dots of blue outside Chicago. But, you know, 80% of the counties in Illinois, plus probably closer to 90%, are in fact red counties. And, you know, how Chicago out in the suburbs got so blue, I do not know. I mean, those people ought to be smarter than that. Um, I think people get guilted into voting Democrat a lot of the time or thinking that somehow locally... They're going to take care of things better than Republicans. You know, my mom, God bless her, thinks Democrats are still John Kennedy and are for the little guy. And I'm just like, it is totally flipped on its head anymore. Um, you know, in reality, the Democrat Party is is for big business. It's for uh, top-down control. It's for government uh, intervention in every area of life um, because they know better. Uh, you know, I think that's a lot of it. I, you know, I think most of it is a deception from the pit of hell that these people follow edicts of godless, faithless people, people who don't put their faith and trust in, in Christ and want a free, uh, God-worshipping society. Um, you look at the things they offer people, and the Muslims are no different. Uh, you know, the, the Mohammedic, Mohammedic religion... Mohammedic religion is uh, spawned from the pit of hell, I believe, too. It's not a peaceful religion in any stretch. You can see that work its way out in the, um, the countries over in the Middle East. Now, it's you know I think the people have become more peaceful because they're sick and tired of, of blowing their own children up. But, um, you know, again, every other faith, every other uh religious institution including the theory of evolution which is a religion in and of itself that darwin started all those people are dead there is one religion that has someone at the head that is still alive because he rose from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of the father of god the one who purely created everything who sustains everything and who is coming back someday for his own so so welcome. Uh, it's the Christmas season, and we are fully embedded in that. Uh, this week is the last week, and then you got that weird week bef between Christmas and New Year's that uh, everybody kind of wraps up the year and, and starts looking into next year, which um, I really hope that um, we can get past this stupid pandemic. I mean, it's it's really dragged on for way too long. I think if everybody just would have come out and gotten the thing right away and, uh, you know, that wouldn't have been the best thing because I think more people would have died because you have, you know, a bunch of evil politicians running around trying to push these shots on everybody, but they wouldn't have had them yet. So people would have been forced to try and look for other uh, mechanisms to treat this thing. And I think by the end of the year, you'd have been fine. You wouldn't have needed the vaccines. They could have taken 10 years to get them and still not had anything that works because traditionally, um, you know, if vaccines kill more than like two people, they're going to shelve them and uh, go back to the drawing board. So, uh, you know, the shots that we have now are shots. They're not vaccines. They're experimental, uh, you know, still being used under an emergency use. You know, is this thing still an emergency? 
<clears throat> I don't think so. You know, most people have moved on from that. Uh, most people, especially in the red areas of the country, where they look at it and go, look, you're, you're not going to stop the thing. Get some therapeutics, put some ivermectin in your, uh, in your cupboard, along with some zinc and maybe a few other things uh, that you can get your hands on readily. And, you know, you'll be fine. You start taking them right away if you start feeling sick. And, you know, you probably won't, won't have too many symptoms. And in my case, I let it go about four or five days before I started really taking anything. I was taking a minimal amount of hydroxychloroquine, but I didn't realize you really needed to, to hit the thing um, and overdose yourself. But that's beside the point. But I, uh, you know, got COVID and made it through just fine. And it's a, it's a horrible thing. You know, and we can lay all this at Tony Fauci's feet. He's the one that funded all this. Gain of function research. Beautiful thing, Tony. Thanks. And uh, it's amazing how people like that can still sit at the seat of government and in power trying to tell us all what we need to do to fix this thing. And yet he was the cause of it in the first place. And it's not going to be held to account. Uh, it really is. Really is truly amazing what's going on in this country today. So... We like to start out uh, this podcast looking at Scripture. And we were in Mark chapter 9 and 10. I'm going to read a little bit um, from chapter 10 today. Mark, <coughs> excuse me. And it says, Mark uh, 10, 23, it says this, And Jesus looked round about and said to his disciples, How hardly... Shall they that have riches enter the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered them again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? Now think about that. You know, the disciples themselves, these guys that were walking around with Jesus all the time, um, when Jesus makes a statement about people trusting in wealth, because what, you know, he goes on later and talks about what the Gentiles do. The Gentiles seek after this and that. And he says, seek after the kingdom of God first. Seek Christ first. And all these things will be added to you. You will have what you need. You know, you may not have everything you want, but you'll have what you need. And it's, you know, it's just a totally different perspective on life. You know, being others-minded, others-focused, not focused on self all the time. And what I want, what you want, what, you know, we personally want. And, uh, um, you know, the, when you look at the United States of America, if there's, you know, one major thing I think that has gone awry, and it's just such a wealthy country. We know what to do with ourselves half the time. And I think people have trusted in the pursuit of wealth, uh, you know, the pursuit of happiness, quote-unquote, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm, maybe it would have been better to say life, liberty, and the pursuit of selflessness, right? But, you know, that's not what free enterprise is all about. You know, people are free to, to worship how they want, free to uh, pursue things that they want to pursue. And in many ways, it's been a good thing. But because we've lost that foundation of Christ, we've lost that foundation of uh, Christianity in this country, you know, it's still strong in a lot of places. And you see that mainly in red states. You know, the blue states have, in these big uh, city areas have, 
have completely lost. Um, you know, Satan has taken over many of those areas, in my view. Um, that's what's going on here. You have a spiritual battle at the core with faithless, godless people. Um, they may put their supposed faith in other things besides uh, the Christian God, the one true God. But that's what you have going on here at the end of the day. The two countries are founded on two separate principles, one on Christ and freedom and one on death and uh, dependence or uh, control. That really is it um, when you get down to it. <clears throat> and Jesus then says this, looking upon them, says, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And, you know, what a beautiful statement. You know, God knew we couldn't save ourselves. <laughs> so he sent his son to die for us in our place so that we could put our trust and faith in him. And he did what was necessary for us to be saved. So we did not do it ourselves. We cannot choose to be saved. Now we can exhibit faith in what Christ did. We can choose to do that. But it's because of what he did, not because of what we can do. So, and, you know, previous to this saying, he was talking to a rich young ruler who he said, go, you know, sell everything that you have and follow me. And uh, the guy had a hard time with that because he had a lot of possessions. And I think any, you know, most people in this country would have a hard time with that today. I know I would. I would have a hard time with that. Would I do it if God himself spoke to me and said, you know, you need to sell everything that you have and uh, go come and follow me? Yeah, I would, you know, I don't know. That would be hard because I have a wife and, and two little ones at home yet. I don't know how we would do that, but, uh, you know, I don't know. But he has, hasn't, to my knowledge, he hasn't told me to do that yet, uh, audibly or otherwise. But he says here, don't put your trust and faith in those things. Don't put faith in, because you're, you, you, can, you can afford to do a little bit more good than bad that uh, I'm somehow going to save you. You know, you follow me. You put my kingdom first and be mindful of my kingdom first and teaching your children about your kingdom. So uh, you go down a little bit further in this chapter and it's really good toward the end. So there's a story... Let's see where it begins here. And they came to Jericho, and he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. This is starting in verse 46. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. Notice he doesn't say, heal me. He says, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but... He cried the more a great deal. You son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calls you. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will you that I should do unto you? And the blind, said, blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go your way, your faith has made you whole and immediately received his sight and followed Jesus 
in the way. And quite often in here, when Jesus heals somebody, he says, your faith has made you well. The fact that you placed your faith in me is really the catalyst that has made you well. I have the power to heal you. But without faith, remember, he went to his hometown and they did not exhibit faith in him and he couldn't do that many miracles or he wouldn't. Um, you know, again, I don't know how that works in God's economy completely, but it takes faith. It takes people placing faith in Christ and who he is, what he's done. And again, I think that's the, the battle that's going on in our society today. You know, you have people who put faith in God in Christ, and you have others that uh, um, that they, uh, uh, you know, at the core is what's going on in our country. People who are faithless and godless trying to drive things that will really drive Christianity out of the equation. You know, you've got laws now being put in place in different places just like, especially over in Europe, I mean, it's gone a lot further, but it, it always follows here, um, you know, where they're going to basically hang preachers who preach against uh, two men getting married, going to hang uh, people for coming out against transgenderism. Um, they're going to hang people who uh, go against the grain, go the unvaccinated, right, are a health risk to our society. They're trying to deem people who don't want to take an experimental shot as a health risk to our society. It doesn't matter that everyone that has the vaccine can still get the disease. They say, oh, but we won't get it as bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know a couple guys that were down just as bad as I was, if not worse, that were fully vaccinated. And uh, oh, it's it really is a sad state that we're in, guys and gals. I, I don't know where we go from here. You know, I know God is in control and he knows what's going on. But I think at some point this country is going to probably split in half. I don't know how it continues in the direction it's going. Because the the hate is more extreme on both sides. And uh, the the divide is wider than it ever has been. And, you know, if somebody like Trump or... Uh, conservatives got in power again at the national level you know leftists are going to lose their minds and start blowing everything up and tearing things apart you know that's the one thing when you look at and they're trying to cast this whole thing on january 6th is the worst thing that's ever happened to our democracy and i just laugh i'm like really you know it was instigated by the governmental people too i, I really do believe that it's not a conspiracy theory because it totally flipped the narrative on its head you know, they were going to challenge this election uh, officially. And then, you know, because of what happened on the 6th, they couldn't do that anymore. And so, you know, the Democrats are shrewd because that's Satan. Satan is a shrewd being. You know, he knows how to manipulate people. He knows how to deceive people. That's what he does for a living. And, uh, um, you know, people were deceived that day. People never should have set foot inside that building. If they would have stayed outside and... Uh, um, did not do that, it, it would have been fine. You know, they would have challenged the election results, and who knows? Who knows what could have happened at that point? But the Democrats are fantastic at deception. They come out and claim others are doing what they they themselves are doing. You know, Adam Schiff coming out telling saying anybody else is lying is a joke. That dude 
uh, you know, and, and most of the people on the Democrat side have no problem lying to you, straight to your face. 10 hours a day, 20 days a week. So, anyway, let's look at a little bit of news today. Epic Times says companies offering remote work thrive amid labor shortage. And, you know, we discussed that a little bit at, at the company I work for. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a good thing. And I think if people can be trusted to do work remotely, I, you know, like our inside sales folks, I think shouldn't have to come to the office at all, really. Again, if they can do their job and keep track of things and, and they're not distracted at home. Here's another one. Omicron worries spur 2% slide in European stocks over being pummeled by the press and the government, the government press, the state press over something that supposedly really doesn't harm anybody. It's just more transmissible. And I'm like, praise God, maybe we'll all get it finally and we'll get over this thing. But that'll never happen because they have too much control now because we've allowed it. And uh, it's a sad state, I must say. I got to give kudos to Senator Joe Manchin for helping to kill Biden's budget-busting Build Back Better package, which really wasn't building anything back or better, but it was... Uh, um, doing plenty of damage to both our finances uh, nationally and um, conservatism because that's really what it was all about. It's coming after conservatives in a big way. Of course, the White House unloaded on Joe Manchin after he dooms the Biden spending bill. You know, if Joe Biden was really in control and wasn't installed as the president by higher powers that really didn't want Trump around and... Uh, you know, it really is funny, almost. It's almost comical when you look at the election results from um, this whole thing, you know, to people changing the laws midstream without having to go back through the, uh, the legislatures in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan, too. Michigan did a lot of crazy stuff that, that the legislature didn't, didn't say was okay. And... Uh, I, you know, I I believe John James should be a U.S. senator right now. I believe that uh, um, there would have been uh, probably one or two more senators, uh, possibly. But uh, it just, you know, Joe Biden should not be president. And all the things that are going on right now because of what happened, you know, Georgia, too. There is no way them two guys, them two Democrats in Georgia won that Senate runoff. I do not believe that for a minute. But here we are, folks. So over in Europe, it's so much better. The cabinet to meet this afternoon as ministers resist calls for more restrictions before Christmas. No hard, fast guarantees for Christmas, says Rob, as he warns Britons to be careful and cautious. Really? So you have two choices, people. You can live life in fear or live life in faith. That God knows your time of demise. And that doesn't mean be stupid and go out and, and try and uh, walk in germ pools and, and trying to get sick. But don't, you know, you can't walk in fear every day. You have an immune system that God gave you. And it needs exercise once in a while. It needs things to fight off once in a while. It's not a bad thing. And there are plenty of things that you can do for this disease, this COVID disease, 
that uh, that don't require getting a, an experimental shot. And the fact that people are forcing you to do that, you really got to question that. I mean, come on. So Pelosi reveals possible New Year's resolution after Manchin torpedoes Biden's massive spending spree. We'll be back, she says. You know, that's the one thing I can give uh, Satan and the Democrats credit for is they don't quit. They don't stop. They don't uh, forego, um, you know, when they get defeated, they just go back to the drawing board. How can we, you know, how can we do this more evilly and more uh, um, deceptive, more deceptively and uh, gain more control out of this next time? I mean, that's really what they are about is top-down control and having perpetual Democrats in office going forward. And the fact that the the state news is freaking out about our democracy, supposedly, um, and this bill getting defeated, it cracks me up. You know, and I'm really tired of hearing them call it. We have a republic in this country. It's not a democracy. It's a democratic-based republic uh, based on um, voting that, you know, is in jeopardy of becoming a joke because of these machines and the way in which... Uh, People can now just send ballots to everybody and their brother. And, you know, a, a voting ballot should be a, a uh, like a sacred item. It really should. It's not something that you just throw out to everybody. You know, people that don't have an understanding of how our system works and don't have an understanding of how government's supposed to work to serve the people, um, you know, all government employees are servants of you and I, the taxpayers. But it's really started to get flipped on its head finally. And I don't know if social media is the fault of that. I think it has a lot to do with it. But in reality, it's just, you know, sooner or later, it seems like people want a king. People want one place to look for or look at when it comes to authority. And um, the one hope I have in this country is that the states, well, some of these states will stand up and push back against this federal, you know, overreach on all these things the mandates you know how two judges on an appellate court said that it's okay for biden to come out and just mandate an emergency use vaccine on private businesses throughout this country is beyond me you know those two ought to be disbarred those two ought to be um basically taken out of their judgeships there's no way two people that would rule in that in that way should still be wearing a black cloak, walking around. I, you know, um, they should be impeached, for lack of a better way. I, I, you know, I think that's how you get rid of judges that uh, obviously don't know what they're doing because that is the most heinous thing and the most unconstitutional thing I've ever seen is to come out and, you know, even the mandates on the military and people like that. For an experimental vaccine, people, come on. This whole thing is insane. Trying to protect people from themselves? No. It's not patriotic, Joe. It's idiotic. There's other ways of handling this thing. People need to be free to choose how they want to handle it. Period. But thank God that Joe is not the king. <laughs> right? There's one true king, and his name is Jesus. And uh, that kingdom will last forever. United States of America may not last forever because I think it's headed for a crash here one of these days. Um, 
because it's just too divided. I don't know how you, you hold on to that um, when there's so much division. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll it'll work itself out. But but Jesus Christ, he's not divided. And he will, uh, he will truly set you free. He will give you hope uh, where you might not have it. And he will uh, um, help you see the, the true light, you know, the way, the truth, and the life, uh, which is through him. So if you don't know him, let us know, ehud at itsareligion.org, and we'll be happy to help you any way we can. Um, if you do know him, be encouraged, uh, no matter what's going on in this world, that uh, is the spawn of the devil and uh, his deceptions. Uh, Jesus knows, and, and he's going to come back someday and set it all straight. So have faith. Have a great week. Uh, it's Christmas week, so get your shopping done if you have any left to do. Um, and uh, just enjoy this time. Put your focus on Christ and the fact that God gave us the greatest gift that was ever given to humankind when Christ came to this earth and was born of a virgin. Um, and what a beautiful thing that is. I mean, when you really get get down to it. So have a blessed day. Following yonder star